Yo, what is up, guys, and welcome back to the Coast to Coast MMA podcast. I'm one half of your host, Johnny Velasquez. What's up, guys? It's Frankie Mazzucci back at you again. It's good, guys. All right, guys, let's get headed with episode two. Let's rewind UFC 5, I believe, which turned out to be a pretty pretty good card, if you were to ask me, with everything going on. Except it kind of started out fucky with Kevin Holland and Trevor Giles just going down the shitter with fucking Trevin Giles just passing out as he was walking out to the fucking arena, so... Yeah, man, that that was crazy because like one moment you're waiting for that fight to start, and then the next minute you got Heidi coming up on the the broadcast saying that he passed out right before the walk. I was like, no way, man! Like, what are the odds, man? This this card was already crazy from the beginning with all the people dropping out and all these late uh-huh. late replacements. But yeah. yeah, man, that was crazy. I hope he's good. I saw that like he has some like heart irregularly uh, irregularly. I can't use the word. Yeah, that's just yeah, that's but, just um, Soccer players and actually just like ends their career right away. So we'll have to hopefully yeah. he's like, oh, he can still do the damn thing. So yeah, bro, like a lot, like a lot of football players, like if they have any type of heart shit, like I feel bad because sometimes their career is cut like that. It doesn't even matter yeah. what it is, bro. So hopefully he can get that taken care of. Oh. But we got we had Bobby Green and Lando too. You know it wasn't gonna disappoint. We talked about it last week. We had, had fight of the night written all over it. They, yeah. they, delivered, they delivered exactly what we thought was gonna happen. Straight bangers, so. Oh yeah, man. Uh, Bobby Green looked really good. He, his jab looked amazing. Um, he he looks like he reinvented himself. Um, I mean, Lando's got brought it too. Don't get me wrong, two to tango, but nah, Bobby looked really good. Um, I, I'm excited to see what they give him next. But uh, yeah, man, fight of the night always them two, and I really hope we get a third fight down the line just to get another banger of a 15 minute fight, man. I would hope so, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen in Dana's eyes. But I'm pretty sure before that ever happens, one of them's going to be out of the UFC, either through oh. or just straight cut. So, for sure, um, yeah, man, they, they, those two guys are going to bring it away. So if you ever see those two guys' names, just know it's going to be it's going to be a good fight, at least at one end. Oh, definitely. We'll see how far Bobby can go too, because he's definitely reinvented himself in the last two to three fights. So. Oh yeah, man. He kind of gets better and better, surprisingly, which I. Two fights ago, I thought it was just like a one-off fight. He would go straight back down. And he would eventually get cut by now. But he's reinventing himself and proving himself wrong to me. So, oh, for sure. For sure, man. Um, uh, hopefully he uh he he he'll get a name. Uh, I won't say like a crazy big name, but he's gonna get somebody nice in the next the next fight. See what he does in that fight. But um, as I said, Luke, bro. The this guy, man. Like, what does he have to do now? Like, I like this guy went in there. And put on a show against Randy Brown. All respect to Randy Brown. He's a great right. fighter. We knew it would be a good fight, but we had kind of also had an instinct that Luke was just one level above Randy Brown in all aspects, and that's definitely the yeah. Well, for sure, but the way that this man took his head and literally <laughs> lifted it up. Dude, it was wild, man. It was wild. Like, he, like, like it was, he was a child, honestly. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, he said, oh, I see the hand going down. Let me just move it up just a little bit so he doesn't go down let me knee him in the face real quick i was such i was i was so smart and such a beautiful knee attempt it's like oh yeah man amazing it's like that could have gone so wrong oh for sure it could have gone it could have been dq in like a second but he literally timed it perfectly but the, and then he stops kneeing and he knows when to throw punches he saw he was out just stopped and he knew it was over um 
like I said, he looked dominant. I don't know if I like the the Nate Diaz call out. I mean, he's just doing it off the ranking rankings. Yeah, exactly. We all know Nate Diaz isn't gonna fight him. He's only gonna Nate's only gonna fight mega fights now. So yeah, he's only gonna do it. But if I was Luke, I would have probably tried to call out Kobe or Woodley since they're both coming off out. So Mm -hmm, for sure, Um, he's gonna get a big name soon. Hopefully it's one of those guys. I, he deserves a top ten guy. Like, oh, 100%. whoever it is, bro, he deserves a guy who's ranked with a t- like a ten, nine, whatever next to his name. Exactly. The thing is, it's like I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's so hard for them to get him fights. Like he's just one of those guys that just people don't want to fight. I guess, and I understand why. He's a fucking killer. Um, but still, man, he, he deserves it. Um, hopefully. We see him against, like like you said, a Colby or uh, a Tyron soon, unless they fight, and then the winner of that gets him, you know, because that would be a great fight. Against, look at those guys. If they think that's a level two of, which I don't believe it would be, they can easily give him RDA or a Michael Chiesa, which we haven't seen in a while. So, mm-hmm. Chiesa, yeah, that would be a good Chiesa versus Luke, it would definitely be a darn burner. So, that would be a banger for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would like a Chiesa. I think he had surgery, but hopefully yeah, he comes back. That would be a banger of a fight. I would like that a lot. Um, again, I dude, JoJo Calderwood, man, I don't even know what to I say, heard, dude. I, I, I called it last week. I was like, I love JoJo. I was so excited when she got the title shot. But as soon as they announced Maya, I was like, damn, she has a, a real good chance of taking the L. Maya's jiu-jitsu, as we saw on Saturday, was just class and classes above JoJo's. But. Oh, dude, for sure, dog. And and the thing was, is like, I understand fighters got to get paid. I understand they got to make a living. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. Um, but if you have the title shot already and it's already booked, exactly. just wait. I don't just think she would have waited maybe like an extra three months, but at most, I think. I don't know, man. Jennifer looked good. She made it going to the ground look easy. Um, it was just... I just felt so bad. When I saw her get in the arm bar, I knew it was over with. I felt so bad for JoJo because she's such a shit person, bro. But at the end of the day, uh, Maya outclassed her, even on a short notice because her opponent was had COVID. So, um, And then at the post-conference, uh, he was said that uh, Dana White said that she's fighting next for it. Exactly. Um, you kind of have to give her the title shot after since JoJo was the number one contender. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. There's no way JoJo is still gonna get the title shot after. after. And it's crazy, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's crazy because like Jennifer got one win after coming off of a loss, and she's next. You know, so it just shows you how like that's just how the flyweight division is. You get one, two, yeah, yeah. you're instantly getting a title shot because Valentina just destroys everybody. There's literally nothing for Valentina in that division. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, for sure. And the crazy thing is, is like. She's, like, here, and, like, everybody else is here, you know? And it, it's not even being disrespectful, man. It's just the way It is not disrespectful. It's just there's – it's crazy how much better Valentina is than everybody else. Dude, yeah. One time fighter for that division. If only she was, like, a little bit bigger, then I definitely would love to see the Amanda Nunes fight again. But we've already seen that twice. Amanda won twice. The second one was definitely close, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to run that back anytime soon. Uh-huh. I think I think it's more of a chance of Nunez retiring than them running a third fight back. They they they've both done so much already. Like exactly. I mean, there's a little bit more for Valentina to do, but Nunez could retire right now easily. But um, yeah. I mean, like I said, hopefully. 
they booked that fight soon. I would like to see it. Valentina get in there, get another one in there, and get out, see what she gets next. But we'll see. Um, I mean, if she they, they definitely, to drop down a straw weight, then, I mean, fuck it, do it, go for two belts like Amanda did, but. For sure, man. It would be dope. Um, I mean, we'll got to see what uh, Wei Li Zhang and all them do, but. Yeah, I would love to see a, uh, a super fight between Valentina and Wei Li. Valentina and Wei Li would be – that would be an insane fight for the women's division. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. I agree. Um, but Derek Brunson, man, this guy has reinvented himself ever since going to San Fernando MMA. Long hair, dude. It's a long hair. Yeah, dude, I guess long it is. Long fighters are like 0-4 right now, you know, like the last two months since, since oh, yeah. we started. Everybody who started their hair has, has won, so – I guess the key now is to dye your hair blonde, and Stylebender just dyed his hair blonde too, so maybe that's a sign for things yeah. to come. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, man, but shit, man, nah, like, Derek Brunson, like, he's patient now, he's not lunging forward with these blitzes like he used to, and... He definitely showed his experience in learning. Oh, yeah, and let's be honest, Edmund threw everything that he could, bro, but after that first round, he was gassed. Um, after that second round, I thought it should have been over. Um, obviously, I, I mean, it's, it's not a bad stoppage, but I'm not going to say it is. It was an, I wouldn't call it a bad stoppage. He just, no. I was one of those ones where, like, he could have, it, it would have been fine to end it up the right at the end of the second round, but I can see just letting it go. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, no, but the thing is, um, where does Brunson go from here, man? I mean, he's won three in a row, looked good doing so. Um, I like the middleweight division is crazy right now. I would think Hermanson versus Brunson would be good, but you still I think get... that would be the next move if not Calvin. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Um, I don't know, bro. It's like you got Kelvin, you got Till, you got Hermanson. Till's gonna be out for a minimum eight months, so and Brunson's yeah. not gonna want to be on the sidelines for that long. So I'm pretty for sure it's gonna be one of either Hermanson or Kelvin. So yeah, yeah, I think it'll be one of those. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? But, like I said, Brunson's in for a big fight. I think he's got to win it, like – I think he needs to win, like, two more to actually get himself a title shot. Um, he's going to be like, the guy who has to win four or five, probably six in a row, um, which sucks. But, I mean, this is the way it is because he's lost to the champ. But, I don't know. Like I said, like, he's in for a big fight. I think I would love the Hermanson fight. I think that's going to be a good fight. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But on the other Hermanson, hand, I definitely ask for the Hermanson fight just because since Hermanson is now third in the rankings and he just beat up and coming number 10. And Yoel and Uriah Hall just got announced. So those two spots are booked now. So the only real option is Jack Hermanson if he wants to keep moving up or if he wants to prove himself to Dana and just say, fuck it, give me another fight and he can easily fight Kelvin because Kelvin just came out fresh off his last fight. Didn't really take damage. So he can really walk in. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he lost him with like a minute or something like that. Right. <laughs> For sure. But on the other hand, we have Edmund, the twenty, the young twenty-two-year-old prospect. I'm not writing him off like some people I've seen like online talking shit about him. Be like, oh, he's not ready. He's not UFC material. I was like, bro, he lost once against one of the dude who's been doing it for how long in the UFC? Like, for real? Yeah. He's, <laughs> I think that was just the thirteenth, twelfth or thirteenth fight in the UFC. Brunson, so. <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, he, man. He, um, he, Get a break. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it was his big test yet. Exactly. You know, um, like everybody's hyping him up. His camp is calling him the golden kid, but I mean, not everybody's gonna be John Jones. Like, that's a one in like a thousand year kind of thing. I mean, like, yeah, you can talk yeah. about him as if he is gonna be the next John Jones, but everybody knows that he wasn't gonna reach those type of levels. So, as fast at least, as fast. 
He will. I think he will be a champion eventually. In the next two years, I think he will be a champion in some sort of division. He's challenging for a belt, but I just think the time wasn't right for him right now. Yeah, I think um, the middleweight division's got a bunch of killers, and he's just a young guy. 22 is young. Sure. Uh, first loss, he'll be back. Um, I think, honestly, I think if um, Akhmedov wins this weekend, that would be a good fight against to put him up against, but we'll get there. But um, I don't know. I mean, he's young. You could give him a lot of people, bro. Like You can give him anybody in the top 15, and that'll be a yeah, good fight. You could give him a good fight. Like you said, Akhmedov. Yeah. Even, even Weidman, if he takes the win, because it'll be his first or second win in, like, six fights. So, that would yeah, man. success for both guys. I mean, even Ian Heinish is up and coming, too. I would like the Ian Heinish fight, really. I would. I, I seen him talking a little crap about Edmund. Uh, okay. I would definitely like that fight. Everybody's going to be talking shit about Edmund now just because it's just for the last fight. Until they sure. drop the weight and see. Um, but, yeah, I would like to see – also, I would like to see Edmund actually go to different camps. That doesn't mean, like, lose uh, – Edmund as his striking like, like other people do. Exactly. Yeah, 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 other people. It doesn't mean necessarily actually like leave like that camp, but and use Edmund as his striking coach. But yeah. I mean, let's be honest, there's better striking coaches out there, oh, and yeah. he can learn a lot from other people. His striking is already great, but I think what he needs is like the base of wrestling to do that. And I think if you're looking into that, I would love for him to either to go to AKA or with GSP of Northern Canada TriStar. So. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I think Faraz with Javi would do some work with Edmund. Hell yeah, for sure, man. But yeah, like, cause, like I said, you, you if Edmund leaves Edmund <laughs> and uh, it goes somewhere and actually learns everything, like he, like, this, don't get me wrong, Edmund taught him everything. Like he for taught sure. him the basics. But if he wants it's to get more, <laughs> yeah, bro, for sure. No, if he wants, exactly, if he wants to get more, bro. You just gotta, you gotta expand it. It's no disrespect to Edmund, but like, 100%. dude, this kid, this kid could be something really special. And if he could learn from other coaches, let him. That's all I got to say. Like Edmund, you know Edmund got it. Edmund and Edmund got themselves here. But with he goes to another training, he can use the same going up, up, and up, and up. So I mean, it's the same thing that like Aaron Pico did. He splits his camps too. So, so does Cody Garber. Yeah, so yeah. See how they done so. Yeah, for sure. And now like uh, DC, DC's working with Mark Henry for this fight. I think it's the first time he's ever been working with Mark Henry ever. So, and he's got Javi, and he's got everybody else. So, I mean, it's going to be it's interesting to see, like, when people split up their camps, man, to see what they can learn from other coaches. For sure. I think that's what more fighters should be doing. I mean, not, not every fighter, because obviously if something's working, just stick with that. But if obviously things aren't working, like, the best thing you to do is, like, get yourself out of your comfort zone. I mean, like we just saw with um, Rose Namajunas, he said she, she lacked confidence, and she just did didn't feel like fighting when she was in Colorado because she felt too relaxed. So she went to Minnesota and got herself up. I mean, she worked her ass off over there because she said, I can't really take a break because I'm not home. So. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, man, I, I agree. Like, sometimes you need a break. Sometimes you need to change the scenery. But sometimes fighters don't know it's too good for them. So they'll just stay and because they're comfortable and they know it's it works. But sometimes change is good. So hopefully we see him come back stronger. I'm sure we will. He's young. He'll be back. But um, yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, yeah, for hundred percent. Um, all right, we we got other fights again this week coming up on Saturday. UFC stars we've seen since the UFC's come back. So <laughs> for sure, man. Um, it's got a bunch of prospects. Um, a bunch of new guys, a bunch of young guys. 
Um, it's headlined by Derek Lewis and Alexi Olenek. Uh, what are you looking at with this main event, man? Oh, I, I only see it going one of two ways. I see either <laughs> Derek just pushing, getting t- – well, we'll see how his cardio would have to be because he says he's been working on his cardio a lot. So if Derek can get his cardio up even by 50%, I think he could definitely be a bigger problem than he was back back mm-hmm. then. Because he doesn't even have the power that we've seen. He has the wrestling that we've seen. So we'll see how – if he's able to control the takedowns from Alexi, which we know he's a savage when it comes to wrestling and on the ground. I mean, if he, if he gets you on the ground, there's – I give him an 80% chance that he's going to get the Alexi to choke on him. It was the Ezekiel choke, but I think he got to change it to the Olenek choke now. For sure, I agree with that. It's definitely the Olenek choke, 100%. But, yeah, man, it's it's literally a striker versus grappling matchup. Um, both both guys are coming off two wins. Um, I would think Olenek is a little bit more impressive because the Egonoff fight against Lewis was okay. I mean, a lot of people thought Egonoff won. Um I but, really didn't care who won that fight. It was kind of just like, eh, it was a game. Yeah, for sure, exactly. It wasn't like, oh, who cares? Like, it wasn't like, oh, he should have won. Like, nobody really cared. Not wrong in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like, okay, like, I feel like if Lewis can actually touch him on the feet, he'll, he can try to knock him out. TKO, I think, would be a best bet. But, man, I don't know, man. Olenek is just this old man who just knows what to do, bro. Like, I don't – every time he just proves me wrong, you know? I mean, we um, saw what he did against Verdum, so we can't really rule him out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You can never rule him out, but uh, I don't know, man. Start, got to start on the feet, right? I mean, it's always starting on the feet. Um, if Derek, like you said, that Derek Lewis is actually in shape, can actually move around, comes in lighter. I'm pick. I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with Derek Lewis. Uh, I'll probably go. I'll probably go like round three TKO. I'm hoping it's around. I hate. Heavyweight main events, man. If they don't, if they don't get past, if they, the, if they don't bring the, if they don't bring the bang bang, it's usually a sleeper, a, a snooze fest. Yeah, man. Like, in all due respect to the heavyweights out there, I'm sorry. Like, you guys have my respect, bro. But like, they're just you guys don't. People, they're all late thirties, early forties. They gas. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. You're not. You guys aren't all, all steeped. Steeped doesn't gas. DC doesn't really gas. But like, damn, bro. Like. I love you, Francis. You're one of my favorite fighters, but you gas, bro. Like it happens. But we saw, man, we saw, we saw Francis against Biggie Boy against against uh, Rosenstrike. I mean, he didn't really do anything. He kind of just like rock him, sock him, robot, just like swinging. Like like he didn't know how to fight. That's how I saw. It. I was like, yes, he got the sweet knockout, but it looked like he didn't know how to fight. Like he was just, it's like I'm just gonna fucking try to touch you, and that's it. I was like, all right. Yeah, bro. He just yeah, didn't. knockout. But he didn't prove anything to me. I mean, <laughs> just proved that he has uh, super super strength. That's all he <laughs> proved to me, man. Um, but uh, in the middleweight fight, we got we got former champ Chris Wyman going up against Omar Akhmedov, who is the former welterweight who's moved back up to middleweight, who's looked really good as of late coming oh, yeah. back. This is definitely going to see who has who can take control of the wrestling game in this one, but. We'll have to oh. see how Weidman comes into it with his confidence. He's only won one out of his last six, so he's definitely on the decline. I mean, if I was assume Miley would have retired last fight, but he wants to keep doing the damn thing, so kudos to him to keep doing the damn thing, the fighting, I mean. Yeah, man. Um, I was listening to Ray Longo, and he was saying that, like, he should Chris should be taking this one fight at a time, and I agree because um, Akhmedov is no slouch. He's – He's literally, he's won, let's see, one, two, 
three, four, five in a row with one draw. But I mean, two of those were at oh, welterweight. But still, he's no slouch. Um, he had a draw with Marvin Vittori. He's beat Bosch, Cummins, and Heinish. All unanimous decisions. Look, man, I mean, I love Weidman. I mean, he was like my super villain when I was a kid when I first picked up the uh, sport when he knocked out Silva and then Silva lost. Superhero. Super villain. Oh, yeah, yeah, super villain for me. But I mean, like, I love him now. Don't get me wrong. That was just because he knocked out my favorite, my favorite guy ever, Anderson Silva. But mm-hmm. now, like, I, I was humbled. I grew up. I, I appreciated it. But I don't know, man. This, this, he's an old. I mean, he's an old guy. You know what I'm saying? Like his chin. Age, but I mean, in fighting years, he's pretty old. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's been going down for the last couple of years. I mean. I don't know how much more he can actually take if it continues the way he has. I mean, his last win was against Kelvin. And even in that fight, he was getting dominated. So He was pretty close to losing that fight. He was really probably like five to ten seconds away from getting TK out on that one. Yeah, right? In the round one, right? It was a round one where he almost got knocked down. He took yeah, he got dropped bad by Kelvin. I thought it was over, but he was able to work his way out of there. So. It was definitely something – it was definitely worth – I think it was round two, actually. But – yeah, like he he gets he gets caught up always. Like this is like the, this is the Chris Wyman special. He's winning fights and then he gets caught. For <laughs> he sure. With, with the Souza thing, man, he was winning the Souza fight and then this man just hit him across the head with a nice right and he just dropped back like he fainted, man. <laughs> I felt so bad. Yeah. But he needs a win, man. Um, desperately. Like you said, like it's definitely a wrestling first. Whoever can get to that first is gonna take this. Um. I think Chris being the bigger guy, it's going to be a big advantage for him. Oh, man, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to go with the hotter guy. I think I'm going to go Ahmed off decision. As much as I want Wyman to win, as much as I don't want him to keep losing. Definitely. Um, I kind of I hope that Chris Wyman can just get a win just to get his confidence in, confidence in but I do. I can't see Ahmed off just writing this off into a unanimous decision if he can't get the wrestling down and just dominate Chris on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I think it does. I mean, I can't really see much for Chris after this, unless someone. I, I know Dana loves the guy, but I mean, I don't know how much more you can get Chris in middleweight because this, this division is just stacked. I mean, yeah, man. Like we said, maybe you can give him Shabazian to be a gatekeeper after this, but you never. <laughs> That's murder, bro. I would never want that, but who knows, man? Um, I, I wish the two hundred five stint worked. I really do. He's gonna need fresh life in two hundred five. He's big for yeah. one eighty. He's not super big for one eighty five. He's a good size, but for two hundred five, he's just a small dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, him against Reyes was bad. But he just got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. So, I, I, like I said, I would love a Wyman win, but I think Omari is gonna figure the wrestling out quickly. For sure. And. Even if he doesn't, it, maybe he surprises us all and keeps it on the feet and picks Wyman apart and uses his punches and takes him down. But who knows, man? This sport is wild. Who knows what the hell is going to happen? I can't really wait for it. Sure. Um, this whole fight card is just a pick on anyway, so I see it as a Yeah, bro. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the beat of Neil Dariush and Scott Holtzman fight. That's going to be a banger. I still I feel like Dariush is one of those guys who deserves uh, – an actual guy who's ranked. I don't know why they keep giving him guys who are like borderline top fifteen. But again, there's always those going to be those fights. I think that's going to be that's got that's got fight of the night written all over it for me. Um, yeah, that definitely yeah. a performance of the night written all over for Darius again too after his last insane knockout. So. Yeah, man, that 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 round against 
close was nuts, man. The, like the final, oh, the final two minutes, whatever it was, the Ooh. back and forth. Yeah. yeah Dury usually get a win in this fight. I'd like to see him go up against either Cowboy Cerrone or Gregor Gillespie on his fight back. So. Dude, Gregor disappeared, bro. Like he got knocked out by King and the earth. Who knows? We, we haven't even heard from Gregor Gillespie since he got knocked out by Kevin. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen, but uh, he's got a he's got a tough guy, uh, Benio against Scott Holtzman. That he's no slouch. I love the nickname Hot Sauce. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's coming off two wins, most recently against Jim Miller in February. Um, we'll see, man. Um, the biggest guy, I guess, uh, Hot Sauce fought was Josh Emmett. That was. Uh, on the Van Zant Watterson card while was a while ago. But um yeah, that was the best fighter I guess he's fought. He's beat some guys. He beat Daryl Horcher, Alan Patrick. Um he lost to Nick Lentz. I don't know, man. I just feel like this is another fight like Vince Vicente Luque who dude, like give this guy some respect. Exactly. This guy this man Dariush is not like a a joke, bro. Like he's he's real deal. Like I remember when he first got there, like people are talking about him like he was supposed to be the real deal. And obviously he has some setbacks but he's still good he's got great wrestling if he needs to wrestle he's gonna wrestle the hell out of you Darius became a black belt in jiu-jitsu in like a year and a half or two years which is like insanity for that to happen I've known people who've done jiu-jitsu for 10 plus years and still are on black belt so for him to get it within that short amount of time kind of proves how good and dedicated he is to what he's doing so yeah, man. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm definitely a Dariush fan. Uh, I like Holtzman, too, but I think Dariush is going to get this done, get a nice fight for him next. But, yeah, this this card's got some fire, guys. Bunch of prospects. Um, you can see Kevin Holland again get the get to fight out of there after the whole debacle. Hopefully, with hopefully, hopefully this fight will go through, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was loving, I was loving him calling out at Herman, but at Herman, I guess, got hammered. I right? left the bubble and got hammered after, so okay. – uh, Hey, I mean, Kevin Holland's game, man, I forget that kid, so we'll definitely see what happens in that. Definitely fight. interested, too, in the main event for the prelims, which is Tim Means coming back against Labuno Staropoli. So. Yeah, yeah, Staropoli is nice. Tim Means is nice. Nice vet. Um, we'll see, man. I like Tim Means. He's a big guy. Um, who's his last fight? I remember I, I, recently. Dude, he's he's been around, man. Oh, been for a while, bro. But yeah, oh, that's what it was. Daniel Rodriguez on the same card as Holtzman. Huh? But yeah, uh, this guy has been on and off of wins. Um, we'll see. I think I'll go with. I think I'm gonna go with Star just because. Here's this is another guy like you know those prospects who like have like they they hype them up like before the fight. Oh, they're supposed to be the next big thing, and they just, yeah, dude, and they just fail to do it and I'm not saying he can't be it because he definitely can I think, people, I think people just need to start relaxing about how they talk about these prospects instead of calling them the next big thing to be like oh this guy's good we see him being able to achieve this this and that instead of just instantly trying to talk to him as if they're the next John Jones next Connor next whatever I mean that you're just instantly setting him up for a downhill thing if they start losing so yeah bro I agree um because like man like I love it. Like, I love when they say, like, this and this and that. But, like, for every – like, recently, every single prospect that comes up, man, it's just like, oh, they're the next big thing. He's the biggest guy. And, like, some do. Some live up to the hype. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Edmund, he lived up to it. He got into the top ten. Okay. Then, man, somebody who's real, bro, you know? So, like, 
we got to really see what these guys are about, man, until we actually tell them, like, these are the real deal. Because, like, he, he lost, like, his last fight, he, he, he was on a, damn, he, what, he won. He won two fights. He fought in his first two fights to Arpoli, and then he lost. And then he went on to win freaking six in a row. And then he lost to Musum Salikov. And Musum Salikov is a real deal guy. Like, he's he's a legit up-and-comer, too. But I'm not going to talk to him as if he's the next big thing because we have to see what he's able to finish. Exactly. <laughs> For sure, man. The king of kung fu. <laughs> I love that. Dude, bro. But, yeah, man. Um, I think, I'll, I think I'm going to go with Arpoli. I think I'll get it done. I think. I like Tim Means too. Tim Means is a is a wildly vet, but no, nah, I like Star Pulley in that matchup. But like I said, there's like I said, there's some there's some good fights. Like Andrew Sanchez versus Wellington Thurman's a good fight. We got Yusuf Zahal and Justin James both coming back against uh their respective opponents. But those two guys literally came out of nowhere. Like Justin James was signed, I think like a day before one of the last fights that he made. Now yeah, he's getting his second from the UFC. <laughs> The morning. Uh, I love it, man. I just love to see these guys active, trying to make a name for themselves. It's cool, man. It's good to see. No, man. Hell yeah! But my freaking dude, how about um? You see this 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 Robin Jared Cannon ear fight, bro? Announced that. Yeah, I was surprised that uh, Rob decided to take a fight so quick. Yeah, yeah. So like, so what it is? Robert Whitaker versus Derek Carnier, October twenty fourth. It's UFC two fifty four. Um, dude, I love it. I I know Rob said he wanted to fight, like you said, but I didn't think it was gonna be that quick, bro. I didn't yeah, think it was gonna be, like be that quick either. I was thinking um, maybe December, maybe January. I didn't think yeah, it was yeah. longer. <laughs> For sure, no. Um, I like it. It's definitely this is the number one contender fight. Easily the number one contender fight. Um, it's a dangerous fight for Rob because this man, Jared, started at heavyweight, then went down to light heavyweight. Now he's at middleweight. This is crazy. You never really hear, the, hear that, really. But Swerve up and down. I mean, I mean, you hear it for BJ Penn, but that was a while ago. When you, like, yeah, BJ Penn's an animal, man. <laughs> he was. Um, um, now he's just yeah. – I don't even want to talk about how BJ is now. I mean, it's just yeah. sad. It's sad, sad. A character, that's what we can say. He's definitely a character. But, yeah, man, um, I like this fight a lot. I don't know how it's going to go. We'll definitely have to see later down the road how they both look. But that that's definitely interesting. That one has to be the number one contender fight for the next shot of the title. So. It is, bro. And it's crazy if Rob, like that, is already back in the title contention if he wins. That kind of speaks volume for Rob, telling you what yeah, kind of person he's in. He's like, he's like, he's ready to go. He has his confidence back. He's like, let's go. I want my belt back. So. Oh, yeah, man. But he like, has we the have ability. If he comes in the same way he came against Till, all intelligence of like Canada to. Able to, yeah, yeah, dude, fucking, dude, I can't, I can't wait, bro, because, because Cannonier is gonna bring it, Rob's gonna bring it, um, but the thing is, is like, can Jared be technical with Rob? You know what I'm saying? Like how Rob was with Till. So we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. I can't wait. But you see the uh, Stevens and Edson Barboza matchup that they. So they're looking at it, but that would be that would be. That one could be fight of the year. <laughs> they, they love to defeat Edson killers, bro. I don't know why they want this man to die. We also the give Edson. I mean, he's fought the crop of the crop. He's fought the top of the top. I mean, it's true. Only, I always thought he would be in line for a title shot eventually, but obviously he was just right under the best of the best. So this is this is the line that he has to fight. I mean, I don't think he would want to take up and comers, but this is just the the row of people that he has to get through. <laughs> that's oh, the yeah. level that he. That's the level that he fights at. So. 
Yeah, and I think that both guys are coming off two losses, too. So, it makes sense. But, man, bro, those are some wars, man. Like, Edson goes through, Edson goes through some wars. And I just – I don't know how his body could stand it, bro. That's just – it's just a lot of lot of damage to the body. For sure. <laughs> bro, but uh, did you – um you see the fight card for 252? 252 or 253? 252. You see the co-main event is? Oh, fucking uh, Gaethje card? No, no. I'm talking uh, DC and oh, Stephen Yeah, yeah. It's Sean O'Malley and Cheeto yeah, Vera. They got the, main, the co-main event spot, bro. Yeah. I, I saw that on US on the on the Instagram, but I thought that, that was just the way that they had it sliding. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's a co-main event, bro. And I was surprised by it. I really thought that they would give – I mean, I understand that it's, like, heavyweight. Maybe they want to do heavyweight, heavyweight. But Jorginho versus D- JDS is a co-main event. Yeah, I thought that would have been more of a co-main event than – I mean, it's just, uh, like – yeah, f- yeah, Sean's a star, but I don't think he – I wouldn't give him the co-main event because you're putting that instant pressure on him if he loses. And everybody's going to start talking shit about him because after all the talk that O'Malley does, but – then again, if O'Malley goes out there and knocks out Martin like he did against Eddie, then then you're off to the rocket ships like he did against Connor. So we we'll have to wait and see. For sure, man. Um, I definitely put Junior and Jarzinho as a co-main. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. No, um, like I said, I would think that like if they put those uh, Jarzinho and JDS as a co-main, maybe put the fight Cheeto and John below it. Yeah. And then one, he would probably be a main event guy from now on. But I don't know, man. Like, I love Sean. Don't get me wrong, bro. But, like, that's just disrespect for, like, a former champ who deserves the man, uh, the co-main. But, hey, if he's – If really wanted to, I think they could have put Sean versus Marlon as a, a main event in a fight night. That I can see totally being fine. That's totally sure. – That's justifiable 100%, bro. I mean, this is too – don't get me wrong. I'm being dramatic as hell. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I just feel like the former champ versus – a top contender deserves it over a guy who made his name off a of contender series and is fighting someone who isn't ranked. But people love him. I know my some of my friends who aren't huge fans of the sport know who Sean O'Malley is and they fuck with him heavy. So I mean, he definitely is. He gets casual casual fan bases looking. So I can't hate on it, you know. So we'll definitely have to see how it plays. I can't wait. That I can't believe that's ten days away, bro. <laughs> right there. <laughs> It's wild, man. It's super, super wild. I definitely can't wait. But uh, yeah, do you got anything for me? You got anything you want to talk about? Oh, how do you feel about Yair pulling out of Khabib <laughs> again? This is what people are calling this the new Tony Khabib. So <laughs> time, bro. It's the fourth times I uh, Yair's pulled out, bro. How do you know? Just... Do you know it was a, yeah, they never even talked or announced it. That was a main event. Yeah, but, um, I don't know where Dana just says, "Oh, they're, he's out of the main event." I was like, "What well, main event?" Yeah, so Zabit, he tweeted today, I think it was Ali, but he was like, yeah, like I signed the fight, but Yair never really signed the fight. So is the UFC playing games or something like this? For sure. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I would do You know how bad I want that fight. I, I, I used to like do that fight in UFC 3 just to use it because they're both of the similar styles oh, in the game. We've been talking about this fight for years. I mean, Years, man. <laughs> like I, I, like I just can't believe it. And you, and you know, I, I can imagine you know how disappointed I was because you know how big of a fan of Yair I am. I mean, yeah, I got dude. so hyped when he stepped in for Frankie Edgar in Denver against Korean Zombie. He did that once in a lifetime knockout last second. 
just let me just go under here and just throw a random elbow and just yeah. pancake them. <laughs> oh yeah, man. No, like this is a fight. And the crazy thing is, it's not like it's like a high-profile fight that's like a championship fight, like Habib Tony. You know, like this could have been like a three-round fight ages ago. We could have uh-huh. sold this fight a long time ago. It just uh-huh. never happened. Exactly. But um, hopefully, I mean, Calvin says he's down for a short notice fight, stepping in. Hopefully, you make it a five-round fight because Yair, I mean, kind of cumbers, kind of Zabit did win against Cater in three rounds, but we definitely have seen Gas in the third round. And if it would have gone to five, I mean, I can definitely have seen Cater taking over in four and five. So if Cater gets his shot again against Zabit and Zabit's not ready for a five-rounder, we've seen what Cater is able to do. I mean, I think Cater definitely will be a problem for Zabit. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, I think, I think uh, I saw people saying that Zabi had like a staph infection, and that's why they don't. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to hear any of that. <laughs> you chose to take. You chose to take the fight. Uh, a three round fight with four weeks left, bro. You you could have trained for a five rounder. Um, <laughs> but now if he wants to be the main event, it's gonna be five rounds, and I would love to see Cater get that chance again. He's earned it again. 100%. Um, so if he gets it, the more power to him. I hope he wins because that would either set him up with the fight with uh, Volkanovski, who would love to beat Cater right now because he wants to stay active and that would look great for him. But who knows, man? Who knows who's going to step in? I think it'll be Cater. Cater's a dog. So we'll see. But God, I wish that we had that fucking year uh, sure. to beat fight, man. God, <laughs> it makes me so angry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Also, they just announced, too, that Frankie Edgar and Munoz is the new main event for August 22nd. So, plus, they just announced the co-main event today, too, of Romero versus Hawk. But I think that fight's going to be super sweet. That yeah, fight flipped. I don't know why they made – I know because it's Frankie Edgar making his debut in Bantamweight, but come on, Yoel Romero and they you were Frankie and Munoz fight like four, like four times different, different positions. <laughs> yeah, bro. Nah, man. I, I love Frankie, and I understand why they're making him the main event. He's the legend. He's the former champ, making a new weight class. But come on, man. Yoel versus Uriah is the main event. I don't care what he says. That's cr- it's bull crap that they do this when they make these main events that they do. But they do I'm excited for it. I'm excited it. for it. Um, but nah, man. We all know the people's main event is Yoel versus Hall, man. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Dude, there's some great fights coming up, man. I'm really, I'm really loving what they're doing. And yeah. Even freaking um Bellator, they got a fight card on Friday, and it's straight, man. Oh, that's that's the Chandler Benson Anderson fights. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, we have to wait and see because that is Chandler's last fight on his Bellator contract. So, and he still hasn't said that he wants to resign. He said he he specifically said that he wants to test the free agency water. So. We'll have to wait and see all up on his performance, I think. But even yeah. then, I think Dana will be very interested to try to sign him up for the 155 division. Oh, and yeah. Killer to the lightweight division, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. If you can get a former champ, and not only that, a face of a, a franchise, as Michael Chandler is, that's always good for uh, anything. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I you got to get through Henderson. I, I think you will. I mean, it was a close fight the first time, but we'll see. I think you got Matt Metrion versus Tim Johnson on there. Um, there's a couple other guys. Uh, Valerie uh, Loretta, she's she's making her, uh, I think, third walk to the octagon. So there's some prospects. There's some names on there. Uh, I'll definitely probably be tuning in. Um, I mean, we got Miles Jury opening up the card, too, against Karakanyan. So. Yeah, that's it. Like I said, yeah, there's some names on there. It's definitely, um, if you put it up against um, Saturday's card. I would uh, definitely, definitely give 
a higher ranking to this Bellator card over the UFC card. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, the Bellator card is pretty, pretty nicely stacked. So. Mm-hmm. And you also have Curtis Melender in there, too, which is a UFC veteran. He's been doing the damn thing for who knows he how. Shouldn't, he shouldn't have been cut. I don't know why he got cut. That's still one of the questionable cuts in my thing. Just look, they, they, yeah, that's another thing. They cut Eric Spicely this week. Oh, yeah. They did. I mean, even Eric Spicely, he admitted he's like, I didn't do my job. So, I mean, at least oh, he's yeah. Hey, I wasn't able to do the damn thing, but I still want to go somewhere else and try it, which I'm pretty sure you'll end up in Bellator or the PFL. So. For so, sure. Bellator because PFL really. PFL is, I don't think PFL is going to be a thing soon. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> on all water now. At the beginning of the year, they were, they, were, they were looking like they were going to be up and up and competing with Bellator as, as number two, but as soon as COVID hit, everything just went down to, sh- went down to shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. I don't know. Them just announcing that they weren't even going to do fights in 2020 is stupid. <laughs> they could have tried at least do one one fight card, see what would have happened, you know, just like the UFC took it fight card by fight card. Um, but I don't know. Just seeing, like we talked about in the, well, the first or so, uh, zero, episode zero, episode one, um, about Lance Palmer, bro. Like, he's pissed, bro. Like, that's not a good look as a company that, that your star who's won twice. Yeah, like. Face of your company wants out, I mean. Not yeah. just out, but like the way that he demands, he's like, the way that he says stuff. He's like, "Get me the fuck out of here! Fuck you guys!" <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's the truth, man. I, I, like, I, I wish that the PFL would get their shit together, but I don't think they're going to. Um, but we'll see. But no, like Eric Spicely, I mean, he was talking about antidepressants, and he, he was all fucked up, and he couldn't manage yeah. his weight. Uh, I, I don't think it should have been cut. Obviously, yeah, he's got to make weight. It's all up to him. He's the professional. Um, but I'm sure in a couple fights he'll win. He'll be right back for his third stint because I like him. He's he's an entertaining guy. Sure. Um, but we'll definitely see. It sucks because like Dana White, he was like his uh, interviewer asked him like, "Why'd you guys cut him?" Basically, and he's like, "You have to talk to the matchmakers of the ones who did it." He's obviously that's an obvious Dana White answer. But um, sure. yeah, man, uh, it sucks. It's a part of the game, so I wish him the best. Oh, definitely. Man, I just looked at, I just kept looking at the undercard too, and that's a nice undercard too. AJ Agazi, he's a definitely nice kid coming up too. So. AJ Ardazone, yeah, man, he likes to talk shit too. Yeah, Adam Borich, I, I love Adam Borich and Bellator. I mean. Yeah, that's another thing. I, I was, I looked at that, I was like, I can't believe he's like the main prelim, bro. Like, he was just I fighting in the tournament, bro. I can see why, I mean, not really see why he's in the undercard. I mean, it's not like the UFC where they do. ESPN Plus or pay per view, and then they switch it off from regular ESPN. Like they're all going to be on CBS, or they have like the Bellator app, or wherever they do their fights. Because they switch it up like every three months to a new provider, a new yeah. way to watch it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they just recently they recently signed with a new company. I can't remember the name, but they said fuck off to DAZN because they're just going straight down the garbage too. So yeah, DAZN's like another thing in PFL. Like they're both on the way out. Um... It's pretty. It's pretty freaking hilarious to me. Yeah, and again, they gave Valerie Loretta a bum. I guess you can kind of say she's one in one. So. Well, yeah, they have to, bro. Yeah. I love Valerie. I love Valerie, but I mean, goddamn it, her social media is annoying as shit. Yes, we all know you're you're hot as shit, but come on, you like you don't gotta show your tits, you don't gotta show your ass, you don't gotta be in a bikini but, every fucking pill, Whatever pill makes the money, or the dude. If you get whatever pays the bills, bro, I guess. I guess that's what her mentality is, bro. I guess those pays the bills. She's, but, I think she's what Paige is trying to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the thing is, is Valerie is like, I think she's Taekwondo, right? She's yeah, like a bull. Taekwondo. 
you know. Like she has the skills to prove it. She has the background to do it, but I'm just like, God, I'm tired of. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely a social media. She, like her and Paige are like the different the two similar girls who like to like use social media for extra BS. Hey man, they thought you paid so much money for doing it. So hey, uh, go them, man. I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, nah, I'm just like if she was like a normal human being and actually like posted like normal photos and not just ass photos. Yeah, we would love. I don't think she owns normal clothes, honestly. I mean. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny because she really doesn't be dressed in nothing but nor like like either leggings or sports bras or bikinis. <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. She was in Florida too, I think. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure she's a, a football player. Um, for Canadian league, but yeah, man, we're we're for a good week, and then plus the contender series is back. Last night was the debut. It was it was good, man. Um, there was one, <laughs> there was one fight. Um, I forgot. I think I forgot the name, but he was a five ten, one twenty fiver who who got the dub. He he didn't win. We're gonna be honest with you. Nobody thought he won. And on the broadcast, they said it nicely. And then you know Dana. Yeah. Dana don't give a fuck. Goes to Laura Seiko and he goes, Yeah, he didn't win that fight. The judges got it totally wrong. And obviously, guy didn't get the contract, but they put the camera on the kid, and it's it, so disappointing. He's like, ah, shit, dude. It's just like the look of disappointment. If, the, if you need to know what the look of disappointment is, you go <laughs> to that clip. That's the definition. Oh, oh my god, uh, I was so like, ah. bad, bro. I was like, I was like, all right, you didn't gotta be so public about it. Like the kid's right there. I was like, come. <laughs> oh, dude, and then uh, also like when uh, Dustin Jacoby. He, he fought in the UFC before. He put on a grade of two rounds and then kind of got us out on the third last night. This man, Dana, you just look in his face. He's like, yeah, he, he looked good. Um, and he just pauses and he's like, you know what? He's like, he's basically, he's like, fuck it. I'm going to give him a shot. Dude, you could tell like right then and there, he convinced himself to give the guy a shot for a second time. And then, I mean, he has nothing to lose. I mean, it's like he goes in, like if he wins, cool, I can – Keep giving him fights, he loses, just kicking his ass out again. Be like, all right, you're done. For sure. But the thing was, is like, he, he comes up with it right then and there, and Dana's face is as he's walking away from Lorisenko. Oh, he's pissed. He's, pissed. <laughs> he's like, why did I do this? But fuck okay, it, let's, let's ride. Let's see what happens. Because, like you okay, said, he loses, he's probably going to get cut. For sure. So, but no, you, you got I the medic. The last moment I saw about the contender series was fucking. Uh, Uro's medic or medic or whatever his last name is. Yeah, they call him the he medic. As soon as he won, <laughs> his catchphrase is fucking amazing. They call me the medic because I bring in the nurses. I was just dying of laughter. Gotta love it. Gotta love a character, bro. And hey, he's, yeah, I got another Serbian fighter, bro. There's there's fighters coming all over the place, so I like it. But no, nah, he was. I like that kid, man. He was talking about how he hasn't seen his family in three years. Gave it all up to chase his dream, bro. And look, it's finally paying off. So yeah, man, him. Jordan Levitt looked good. Like I said earlier, he looked like a goofy Ryan Hall. Yeah. He, he just took down the guy who was supposed to submit him. So, I like that the contender series back. That means more fights weekly. Hey, I'm never mad at that. <laughs> Sports are back, like, full-fledged. Got the NBA, everything, NHL, all that. So, yeah. I'm a happy camper. Life's not as boring now with COVID pandemic going <laughs> on. But, hey, man, I can't get enough MMA. I'm glad we have a lot. So. Well, 100%. <laughs> All right. I think that's everything for this week until, yeah. until next week. So, so again, thank you guys so much for watching. This is episode two, just the beginning. Just keep 
Let's just keep shit rolling. So thank you guys so much for the, watching the Coast to Coast Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Velasquez, and you guys can find me on Instagram at JohnnyC2CMMA. So again, thank you guys so much. Um, I'm your other host, Frankie Mazzesti. You can find me at FrankDuffIG and on Twitter, FrankDuffTweets. I appreciate all the love and support. Thank you guys. All right, cool. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.